You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. They're hey. not an anti-vax at all. Listen, Eric has the clip up where he's like, yo, here's Joe Rogan saying he thinks the vaccine is good and you should definitely get it. He, the only thing that he said to the contrary is that if you're young, young, this was prior to the Delta variant also, young and healthy, you might not need to take it. And, and that is that for all, what, with these fucking buttholes, all you have to say is the wrong thing once and never correct yourself and... They go. It's, not, well, he said it that one time. Yeah, but this People is what I got no. This moron. This uh, listen. This is what I got no. I got no sympathy for this idea that people. Like ha- they they have one source of information and you have to be always right even though you've never advertised yourself as a news thing. It would be like if we were talking extemporaneously about anything what we're talking about right now and yeah, somebody this as th- this as their only news source and then blamed us in the future. <laughs> that would be crazy. But if we said, I mean, Bob two weeks ago came back and was like, you know what? I might have misspoke, misspoke about the diagnostic on LP. One thing it says twelve ounces. The other thing says forty ounces. He corrected himself. Most of the okay. cases, they never go back. I mean, and that's across the board. That's not just. Um, all right, so you know, you want to introduce us, do the whole fucking shebang, and then we'll get back. Yes. And <laughs> Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Joe Rogan's worst nightmare. Oh, no. So, uh, everybody, we're not going to do that today. You know, you got you got your fill up front. You got the uh, we got the I just click record and uh, get a couple seconds of uh, Tom and I beefing. But we're not going to talk. No ivermectin talk. No. Well, yo, I wanted to ask you one question because you went on an uh, ivermectin not a defensive, not oh, a defensive. Oh God! This is why I don't. But but a questioning of how it was being framed by people, and I was curious. I almost texted you, but you were. Con- I think you were being pissy that day too. <laughs> I've never and- been pissy. One thing I've never been in my life is pissy. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I tend to. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling it right now. But I, I actually almost texted you because I was going to say, "Yo." Did you just see an Instagram post that set you off? So I asked the question here. Uh, yes. 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 Okay. I think I a saw friend, the same. A friend of this podcast said a thing that I I can't abide, which is just yeah. W- look, it was it was it was language play, but I I was going to say to you because to be very honest, your your point was not just well spoken but well met. I think I think people don't always consider how they frame something and how it'll actually get people on either side to view something. But then I was like, yo, this is the pot calling the kettle black. PK, you're like the king of framing something up. Yep. Listen. With some, with some harsh words when you want to tweak it out. I, you know that. I can't. Uh, it, listen, I don't hate the player, hate the game. I, I, I'm a... <laughs> I'm good with the words. I can convince people of shit. It is what it is. No, no, I just, no, no, no. I no s- but sometimes you like to twist the word on someone too. You know, you know that uh, someone calling a thing a horse, uh, horse dewormer. Th- th- maybe they're trying to tweak at them, but they're also playing with it. 
many times unintentionally. And that's where I'll give you the credit. I think that most times you're being intentional when you do that stuff. Like a quick, not that the, our audience needs this shit real quick. It's just when oh the entire you know the internet goes off, goes off on something uh, in one day and everybody repeats the same thing. Everybody, no matter what your view of a thing is, you should be wary of the fact mm. that you are now repeating a thing that mm. just exploded into your consciousness today. So not wrong. Th- that's just what gets me nervous. Is like, it, anyway, let's it, it, nothing serious today. Just hardcore. Just the facts. Just people shitting in the pit. All right. Before we get to shit in the pit, um, shout out to all four of us, our sponsors to live a lie. Boom. Web stores down today, but it should be up soon. Go order. They have a new big pre-order batch coming for 65. A couple of releases they got that we've low-key pushed here and there. Uh, no comply split with They Live, et cetera, et cetera. It's keep always good open. when a site is down because you know it's going to come back popping. Yo, and he That's does that stuff. So, yeah. you know, keep an eye. It might be chock full of stuff. Deathwish Inc. Boom. Good job. I'm just doing, like I'm doing booms across the board. I like I'm the teamwork. Like you guys figure cannon. out the percussion and all that. Uh, Deathwish got a ton of stuff. We talked about the chastity signing. Uh, there was a recent Converge repress. Go check that out. Run for cover records. Boom. Thank you. Uh, just announced the signing of Portrayal of Guilt. The new LP, Christ Fucker, is available <laughs> to order now. Uh, go get it there. Do the damn thing. Yo, by the way, uh, spoiler warning, Run for Cover signed a lot of bands. There's more coming. Mm. Close casket activities. Boom. Wait for the boom. And some sort of horn or jingle. Nice. Can we can we record a pro level close casket activities commercial with like uh, T2 music? Like sure. Yes. Okay, let's work on that. Uh, shout out to uh, the proprietor of Close Casket Activities. Was just out at Psycho Vegas. Um, he's got some new stuff cooking. Sold about a million <laughs> pairs of God hates God's hate shorts. Yes, we told you to get them. I think if we didn't, our apologies. You really should have got them. Um, go get the record. Go get the exclusive of the Portrayal of Guilt Christfucker LP that he has, if there's even any left, because typically the stuff he has exclusives of go very quickly. And just just check it out. Get a Closed Casket Activities t-shirt. Uh, that's it. Hyper Reads today. Guys, I believe you guys are both overjoyed to talk about shitting in the pit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. GGI Tom, I think you might need to Tom Brokaw this for us. I hate that this is my responsibility. <laughs> so apparently the internet was ablaze. So now, mind you, it is now September 1st as we record this. Yes. So, yes, yes, yes. you know, the, the, the guy in the grassy knoll that let go of the torpedo might Back have already been. And to the left. Right. He, they, he or she might have been identified already. So this is maybe old news by the time you hear this. But, um, at the Santa Cruz turnstile show, someone duped in on the stage. Someone left poop on the stage. On the stage. On the stage. I, it's not clear that it was like was it stuck in someone's sketcher and they they you know ran it across the stage while they were stage diving. Did it like fall down someone's like baggy pants? I, I don't know. It, it definitely wasn't a Gigi Allen like. Let me just drop trial right real quick and just you know. 
break. So it was it was like a low key poop. Yeah, it was okay. just kind of like everyone left, and they're like, "Is that shit?" And it was. Oh no. Okay. So do we? What? Give us the pertinent facts. I mean, that's pretty much all I got. The person who okay. booked the show was like, identify who this was, so because they, they're not allowed back. Okay. Because it's dangerous. Do we think that's good? No. 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 What if the person has like a problem, IBS or something? Uh, listen, guaranteed, oh. you're not in. You're not up to. You're not in full form when you're dumping on a stage. Uh, let's right, assume right. that they got a, a, an IBS sort of thing going on. Maybe they um, were high. Maybe you know. Maybe they got hit in the stomach really hard by a mosher. Listen. Yeah. So let, let's play fun because we let's uh, we're all sympathetic to the person who shit on the stage. Uh, we 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 typically go in on these kind of things and and they're like, hey, be easy on the shitter. So yeah, we're we're all feeling you shitter, but um, but yeah, the, did someone step in the poop? Was it like you know what I mean? Like, is it was it tracked everywhere? Like, do we know? Some like a barefoot? I have no idea. Oh shit! Yeah, I don't know if it was like in the corner and they were like, all right, we're gonna you know move this bass amp and it's like that's a turd. I don't know. Patrick, when's it's- the last time you played a show and someone shit on the stage? Me. It, it, probably a year and a half ago. I, th- th- this oh. one, I thought that but there was more. Not on I just state, said though, I wasn't going to get sympathetic, and I feel bad now. Well, well I mean, no, but that was a, like encapsulated in your drawers. It wasn't like I've had a rollout. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Like on the stage, you're like, oh, that's that's, <gasps> that's that's me. Are you pointing a finger at someone in turnstile? Yes. So here's the oh, thing. My, fellas, I didn't know. I didn't know shit about this. I waited for this. Eric mentioned it to me briefly. I didn't really know any of the details. Sounds like nobody really knows the details, but uh, this is an inside job. This is a hundred percent turnstile. The shooter is in the okay. Right. I cannot believe I'm man. I think this is Pat. If I had to guess, this sounds like a Pat operation. We don't are know. You, Pat. Are you friendly I don't know enough Pat with these all. dudes to be making these jokes? Uh, who says they're jokes? This is serious business. It could. It, it's a shit. It, Pat's caping up for the Santa Cruz Veterans Hall now. Wow. Yo, no. Here's, here's my thing. The thing. Go ahead. Probably a band. Probably a band guy. It, mm-hmm. it can be hard up there. I'm not mad at anybody. Uh, sometimes it can sometimes, be soft. Sometimes shits happen. I've had a rollout and had to use the tissue that I keep on stage to to blow my nose. You know, you got to pocket that real quick. Got to get that turd out of here. Uh, Did you pocket uh, it? I didn't literally put it in my pocket. I put it by the okay. by the bass drum. Okay, right. okay, good, good. good. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, better than him sticking a turd in his pocket, though, right? Yeah, I guess. For sure. <laughs> but then he he runs off stage and forgets that he left his fucking turd on the. That uh, could have happened. Fact. That could have happened here, right? <laughs> There's a turd on my backseat. I'm just. Um, I, I I don't take turds all that seriously. Um, uh, you know, is it the idea is a little sickening. Well, is it is it a low key hygiene issue? Of course, nobody wants somebody else's excrement on them. Well, somebody no. does, but not many people want somebody's excrement on them. I mean, and, I do pay for that. and is it unpleasant? Of course, it's unpleasant. But at the same time, let me just give a shout out to that shitter because this gave us something to talk about. Uh, it sounds like they're not going to be identified, so we don't got to worry about this being a Moshzilla situation where people are, are mm. making fun of somebody. And it's. Hey, this is everybody. I hate to break it to you. This is this is the best hardcore has ever been. What do you mean? The, the pooping incident or just in general? Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I, this is the kind of news that like, you know what news I hate? 
is so-and-so turned out to be a secret man. And I'm like, oh, no. You know what news I love? Somebody took a shit on the turnstile stage. <laughs> Yo, honestly, too, by the way, I think the worst thing that happened to turnstile in the past month and a half is that someone shit on the stage. And, right. and nobody's blaming big. them, I except Patrick. Um, so, like, yeah, only yo, one of us is interested in the truth. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, like, the only thing that could have made, I think if it was a golden shit, it would have been guaranteed to be turnstile because it seems like everything they touch they turns touch, to gold right gold. now. That's true. Pat's going to start going turnstile. Killing it. Oh. Turnstile. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't start yeah, it. We don't, we don't want to start that because then I'll get blamed for that one somehow. That, one, right that, one, that one's oof, that's an ugly one. Um, Nonstop pooping. That's Pat's. But Pat started. God damn. I'm just wearing that. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I didn't blame anybody. It could have been That's someone that was a stage potato. Mm, okay. Listen, it could have been a vet from the night before that was, you know, no. thought that was the bathroom and took a right wrong hand turn coming out of the bar. Well, like that's why I ask about the freshness. Like it wasn't like a, a roll, like a. Dry. Oh, I mean, no one did like, like a temperature check. I don't know. It wasn't a crusty. Like you know what I mean. Like if it was right, sitting it there all there day, right? Like petrified, you know? right? Petrified Santa Cruz veteran shit. Um, <laughs> Patrick, mid tour, uh, either band, you're on tour. Yes. Incident happens, similar to what you're you're detailing. Whatever happens again the next night. Happens again the night after that. Yeah, you're doing what nights you can. To be shit in my pants, man. You're at those so breakfast potatoes, man. Well, fuck. Uh, which we'll, we'll pin in that. Um, you're at a convenience store. Okay. Male diapers, adult male diapers are available. Mm. Do you indulge? You know what? They're fancy. They're bamboo ones. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say a thing. Tom's going to disagree. Tom has uh, been a singer in a band for many years, and he's not going to cop to have taken a shit on stage. So I'm, I'm alone out here, but I, no, I know I that. Know I, I can't say that for certain. Oh, all right. <laughs> weird things happen, right? Like weird things happen. So there's a lot of pressure up there, physical, mental, you know? Everybody, it is not normal to bark and, and project your voice in the way that. Right. And it's a lot of diaphragm vocal. and stomach yeah, muscle. Yeah, it's not normal. Not and also not, also not normal is having the type of inconsistent dietary shit you got going on on a tour of the United States. Yo, facts. Facts. One trip to Taco John's and you are dead for two days on that stage. You know how many so, times I've eaten at CeCe's? It, oh, the worst. I mean, oh. that, that's literally you have to go to the bathroom mid-meal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. There's been times that I'm like, all right, I, I just can't do it. So I never told the story on this podcast. I, I can. I'm going to throw it out there because it was hit, ever, us, we, hit us with the CCs. No, no. It was. Oh. Somewhat, we went to uh, Pizza uh, Pizza Hut. This is like 1996, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, back we back all when went, was, it was we, when, back when there was a proper hut. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe a salad bar still too. You know, stuffed crust just come out. Mm. Mm. So if I put, I think so. We all go, we get, um, we all get stuff crust. We go play a show in a, um, in a driveway in Staten Island. Okay. Funny enough, Tom. I think it was somehow booked by the guy that owned food swings would also give you shits. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent give you the shits. Uh, Tom, Tom, can I, uh, yes. before you finish your story, um, we've wasted our lives. Have we? You, you just described eating oh. pizza hut and then playing a, a driveway in Staten Island and, 
All I could think usually was, I'm the one who makes uh, Patrick lyric jokes, but good job. <laughs> All I could think was, oh, that's so consistent with a third of my life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like we were young, we didn't have a record out. It was probably had a seven inch out and a couple of demos, and it was like, hmm. oh, it's like us and fucking probably us CR and like Serpico and if, you know whatever. It was like it was fun. Well, um, sure, until but what we I'm hit that first that- note. <laughs> it was literally the brown note. We were like, oh no. Like, I could tell the look of panic on everyone's faces. I was going to ask you, who's the first one you looked at? Justin. Okay. And we yeah. locked eyes and it was like, yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, it was, it was, you know, there wasn't any rollout, but it was all kind of like a, oh, geez. Okay. Mm. There was a lot of, you know, everyone played like they got shot in the ass with an arrow for the rest of the night. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it. That's exactly what it's like. You, you your your back stiffens up because you don't want to give anything to. Yeah, so you're that. like, oh. yeah. yep. Damn, that's a bummer situation, guys. Yeah, that's what you get for eating fucking. That's why I stopped eating before shows because, like, obviously, don't eat cru- stuff crust. You fucking moron! Before you go, before you're gonna yell for twenty five minutes. Yeah. Good so. on you for following the rule because it is tough. Like, like those are there's good rules like that in life where it's like, yeah, don't. Why would you do that? But then, like, inevitably, I'm like, you know, I know I try not to eat after, like, 9 p.m., but I really like an English muffin right now. And then I'm like, fuck, what the fuck did I do that for? Like, let me drink some orange juice with this. And I'm like, got, like, acid reflux at 1 in the yeah. morning. For, I don't for, know how like, people nothing. eat, like, before, like, I mean, like, in real tours and stuff. It's like, all right, we're going to be a catering. And then, you know, mm. hour beforehand, I'm going to stop eating and then I'm going to go get ready. And then we're going to go play. I'm like. How the fuck do you like do that on a full summer? I mean, I just can't do it. But yes, so the secret pooper, hmm. the grassy knoll. Yo, um, if, if if the secret pooper wants to create a burner and shoot us an email and let us know what happened, we're, we're down. We won't. Even if you send us from your government with your we social would never security out number, anybody like never that ever. Yeah. Fuck that. Never. No snitching. That's that's real shit. If you know who the secret shitter is, <laughs> I implore you to keep it quiet. This Santa Cruz Veterans Hall, I, I'm making eyes at you. I'm never coming there. I'm never oh, in wow. solidarity with the secret shitter. Never. Well, never. I mean, you look like a beautiful there. venue with great shows. Beautiful. Giant place. Looks really nice. No way. Until you publicly acknowledge that you allow shitting on your premises yeah. and that accidents happen. Okay. Now you're talking. And I mean, as you know, the internet, particularly the hardcore internet, is you know, a hundred no, um, almost immediately. You know, like there, there's that like flag that people post that'll be like "Mark safe from," you know, this earthquake. Or oh this, sure, sure. This one was "Mark safe from turnstile shitter suspect today," <laughs> and like people would be like, "Yo, I'm really bummed I missed the show, but at least I'm not a suspect." <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I think it's pretty fucking hilarious. Does everybody understand why this is cool? Like why this is just much better news than some of the shit that we get on any given day. You know what I mean? Like it's just give me this. Give me somebody shit on every stage in North America. I mean, that's, you know, you're going on tour, buddy. Oh, I'm going to, this will happen at least once. I've been, I'm out of practice. And may I say something that's not nearly as fun as poop? Yeah, please. Yeah, please. A bit of a, sh- a quick hit. Yeah. Do, 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 do quick hit. Yeah. Not, you know, not as fun of a quick hit, but I'd like to give um, a shout out. And to let everyone in the South that, you know, our thoughts are with them. Sure. Spoke to a few folks that are down in Louisiana and the surrounding areas. 
after Hurricane Ida, going through a lot of shit. Um, it's fucking horrible to watch, and the fact that um, our shitty ass government doesn't help much um, is fucking embarrassing, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. But our thoughts are with you guys, and if if you're praying, praying kind, pray for folks, whatever you want to do. But you know, if you have the the wherewithal to to um, to donate to help some folks down there, please do. And then, um, yeah, me and All Pat right. can argue about Texas next if you want. We we had a conversation a couple episodes ago where we talked about, hey, is is veganism is straight edge, blah blah blah. Are these like peacetime issues? You know. Is this like easy, easy go, easy times, things to care about? And I think yeah. we all agree and largely, like, well, no, that's a little dismissive. But, you know, hey, there's there's some there's something there that maybe when we're talking about this big stuff. One, it's probably good to educate yourself. Like, I, I think it's good, but I'm not going to tell anyone that they have to. Like, the the conversation the ignorance is bliss until until it's really fucking not you know um so so i'm gonna get this to hardcore but ride with me i think we all agree like it's probably good for you to educate yourself do you think people should be keeping up on the news of the day and the news of the world because i gotta tell you it's a lot exhausting and troubling and kind of takes it out of you. So what are, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I mean, to me, I think if you have the, if you have the option, then you're a lot more um, – you have a lot more of an advantage than most people. Well said. Okay. Patrick? Um, I mean, I opt to, so I obviously can't – I can't knock it necessarily. Uh, but if so, – I've, I've, listen, I dated a woman who, who – refused to follow the news and her whole thing was uh i'm only interested in things that can change now maybe that sounds defeatist to a lot of our listeners uh and certainly i didn't agree with her then don't know if i agree with her now but i think that there is to people who are highly focused on bettering their their little world their life i can understand the utility of pushing the rest of it out so I don't, this is just to say, I don't really have an opinion on this because I opt to follow a lot of shit, but I also right. wouldn't necessarily judge somebody who opted not to as long as in conversation on topics that they don't understand, they would just go, oh yeah, man, that's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> At which point I'd go, all right, well, that's fair, fair enough. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So, I mean, I find myself in the same place. I think, Tom, what you said is a really good point. There's some people who don't have the option of ignoring the, the tragedies that we're fucking suffering every day in the news. You know, right? Um, at the same point, I'm not really trying to come down on someone because... 
it's really <laughs> it can be I mean, sooner or later it's going to come for you unless you're that 100%. fucking you know what I mean? that's my whole thing it's like you can you could not give a fuck you know you'll be like ah oh, whatever texas who gives a shit okay well shit like that happens and no then, you're, you're totally right with you know with, what i mean with that stuff for sure i think i think there's there's probably a threshold where like an awareness to that so you don't get blindsided and everybody's like yo that, you didn't get blindsided by a train you know what I mean? Like the the train was there. You just needed yeah. You saw the lights come in, right? Yeah, I mean. But I, I will say, we just spent eighteen months where you couldn't put on a sports podcast or a hardcore podcast without us talking about COVID, right? Sure. So for people who maybe detached a little bit, I'm like, I get it. I get it. You know, you don't, you can you can know that the sun is in the sky without looking up at it every five minutes, kind of thing. And if you just stare at the sun, you're going to go blind. So so there's kind of playing that difficult balance to to take this very heavy concept and apply it to something that's sometimes really heavy and brutal hardcore um do we feel the same in hardcore not so much to the social issues and such but like to the business of it the drama of it the things that happen because i've seen i've seen a lot of stuff where it feels like people don't understand if they don't like something, they can just push Shut away from up. it and yeah. just and that's where like what you're saying, Tom, like, you know, if if you don't if you don't like the new Moshter Do record, like it's okay, you don't have to tell us. You just don't you just can just ex- exempt yourself from that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, not everyone needs your to hear your opinion on everything. Right. And I think I think quite honestly, talking about turnstile, they're sort of like the tipping point. Because I feel like they're a band that every, everyone, everyone has to have an opinion on. And, I mean, thankfully, the large majority of the opinions are correct. I sure. mean, or, or positive. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. And correct. Sure. <laughs> In my opinion, they're correct. But, I mean, there's always, you know, some, you know, fucking dusty dude that's like, this isn't really hardcore. They use fucking breakbeats. Oh, whatever the fuck. <laughs> sure. But everyone, I don't know if there's a band out there where, like, everyone needs to be like, Here's what my thought is on on glow on. You know what I mean? Like everyone became Siskel and Ebert, right? And we sit here as fucking Siskel and Ebert too. So you know, take that yeah, for what I mean, it people is. People tune in. Yeah, no one's know, take, fucking following you on Twitter. So yeah, hear yeah, your thought. Yeah, no, and and I mean honestly, it, it, the thing t- that I'd say is, hey, totally, totally respect it, and take and leave things as you choose. Which which means my opinion, just as much as someone else's. But boy, a lot of that level of chatter can make a room a fucking downer, right? Like, if it's all negative, because I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, like on some navel-gazing shit, we'll occasionally, and Patrick, chime in here, we'll occasionally get flack for not going harder or having access to grind with things or being more critical of shit on this podcast. What, what do people want from me? There's like two dudes I want to punch in the mouth and everybody else on the planet. I'm happy that they're succeeding. Your band doesn't have to be good. Uh, I, I mean, I don't give a shit if you shit on a stage. What do people want me to manufacture <laughs> fucking accents? They want you to think that say that things are things that may suck, suck. And listen, and I guess. Yeah. Go. Everybody knows what sucks. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, it's pretty it, obvious. I think, uh, you know, listen, if there was like, Okay, let me put it like this. If there was something that everybody was was sucking off, like just, just like, oh, this is awesome, and I thought it truly sucked and had no merit, I would for sure say that. 
You know what I mean? I would find a delicate way to say it if the dudes had fucking their area code tattooed on their fucking foreheads, but but I would <laughs> but I would still say it. And uh, so everybody, it, it, maybe there's some corner of hardcore that truly fucking sucks right now, but I'm enjoying the shit out of hardcore. And for what it's worth, I think the fact that we don't have to, we don't have to gossip, not us, but like yeah. broad, broadly hardcore kids don't have to gossip right now is testimony to the fact that everybody has something to listen to. And the, the, like in comics right now, the gossip is more exciting than the books, and it's a major fucking problem. Tom, it's it's straight up. It's the ugliest thing in the world because everybody's. I mean, to be honest, you would totally know this, Tom. I actually think basketball is in a good place right now. Like when you watch the games, there's some really good games, mm-hmm. but just as many people are are interested in the like, uh, oh, what is it called? The tower. Um, tower watching whatever um they're more interested in the drama the business of it the trades who's than the actual games right the transaction wire all that um yeah palace intrigue intrigue. yes exactly palace intrigue comic books is that to the nth and the books just aren't there it'd be like if everybody was the 1997 cleveland cavaliers and all you had to talk about was you know, uh, who's in trouble this week? Who yeah. who do we want to fail this week? Uh, who got their job for reasons that aren't legit? It's all this shit. And it's like... Was Hardcore it's there a few years ago or no? Yes. 100% yes. yes. Okay. And, and, and I think we're uh, in a better place with it. 100 fucking percent. Everybody. I, I have... I'm not the oldest man in the world, despite what we really? say on this podcast. Uh but I've been involved in hardcore for uh, what is that now over half my life? And you've been the, around and you've seen enough, you know, and <laughs> I can tell <laughs> you the weekend, the tough. that we are currently in an upswing that you should enjoy because it is not always so good. <laughs> so if you are very young or if you just have a shitty as hell memory, uh, please take my word for it. This is relatively lit. It's not the most lit I've ever seen it, but it's, relatively lit and it is all upside right now a lot of potential i mean, I think it's as lit for the higher like the high level people as it's ever been you might be right right i mean i don't know i mean in, in our like you know i think there's there's a few more so like think of like your time period who was the yeah, biggest band sick of it all right like yes i think it was pro- probably the biggest hardcore band like, yeah i'm trying to think of who else would have rivaled maybe the victory bands would have rivaled right you know? victory i so hate breed Snapcase, Strife, Earth Crisis. Right. Let's go with Hatebreed. Right. So that was it, though. That was like the A tier, and 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 then like, you know, a precipitous drop off to the rest of us. Let's be real honest, you know. But now there are a ton of like bigger bands. It's not the 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 tiers aren't as kind of um, like stark, for lack of a better term. You know, no, I Tom, think that's I right because I think there's upward trajectory. Yeah, there's like, well, you know, the agree. incendiaries and the turnstiles and the and the knocked looses and then you know and then there's mind force and then there's mm-hmm. that he, like there's all these bands that are mm-hmm. fucking murdering. You're not wrong, but I I just want to say that turnstile, oh. if they if they are 
what they appear to be. And I say that with not, even though I accuse them of shitting on stage today, I say that with nothing but respect because I want this band to succeed more than basically anybody. And it, it, it is, it will probably, probably their family wants them to succeed more than me. Do. But, but I would really like to see this band go as far as this band wants to go. And yes. So I say this with, uh, uh, Open arms. not to knock them in any way, but, um, I don't know if they are what they appear to be in terms of popularity going into this new record. If they are what they appear to be, then they are, uh, they are the hate breed. They have leveled up into a position where I don't think there is a, a, a an, an a, you know, it's not like a one and a one a anymore. It is just a one. Right. Yeah. And I think you might uh, knock loose is, Knock loose. Listen, all respect in the world to a. knock loose. All respect in the yeah, world. They can fill yes. a fucking room unlike yes. almost They're filling anybody. the same rooms. They're filling the same rooms without the hottest record in oh, music see, right now. See, now, this is good. We were we were okay. formless. We were arguing about Ivermectin. And now, now you're getting there. Now we got Now it. we're all arriving right. at some proper hardcore talk. Now let's you get the do it. versus Ivermectin. Let's do this. <laughs> let's um, do it. Which one? Uh, you, so, yeah, go, Cape. Let me, uh, I'll, I'm in the middle. Who's Jake Paul? Who's uh, the, the other dude? Uh, uh, the well, Tyler, Tyler Woodley. Tyler, Tyler Woodley. 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 Yeah. Um, Tyron. 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 Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. In my head, I was like, Tyler Woolley. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> T Dubs. All right. That's the ripoff one that you find yes. at the bottom shelf at the ninety nine cent store. <laughs> so I got I got a t- I got happy birthday. I got yeah, Tyrell Woodley doll. It's the, it's yeah, the we, really bad got... Carvel ice cream cake. Happy birthday, Tyrell Woolley. Oh <laughs> you're a dick. Don't really write that. Did you ever see that meme? Yes, yes. Really good. <laughs> yes. All right, so uh, who's Jake Paul? It went to Here's what I'm saying. I'm gonna win, so I'll be Jake Paul. <laughs> I, I'm saying that I don't know what's real. And re- I'm not going to use this name because it, I won't, I won't say who I'm talking about here, but there was a band who was ascendant and this, you know, this, this wasn't that long ago and it didn't materialize the way that booking agents thought it would. It didn't materialize the way that, that uh, certainly like their hive of super fans thought it would. And mm. that happens. Right. Uh, and then there's other bands that seem to be for real. Like I don't check, um, deaf heavens, uh, uh, finals, you know, I don't, I don't see what comes in the rooms, but I know that for at least a time that was very real and, and probably still is. I think their new record will probably be as big as anything they've done. But my point is, yes, you don't, it's hard from the outside to know how big a band is until they peak and you see their actual venue numbers. And that's where the rubber meets the road for most of them. Some bands it remarkably can do well on streaming without bringing in people. That does happen now in the modern age, but yep. it, it, it's, still, it's still, for most of us, can you fill a room? Now, Turnstile can 100% fill a room, and Knock sure. Loose, 100% fill a room. Uh, yeah, I mean, this Knock Loose or t- tour now is like an underplay tour. See, but that that's what And it's still decent rooms, man. This is what's interesting to me. Oh, by the way, we got to talk about that uh that sick of it all underplay where they're pl- like like 200 cap or something. It seemed awesome. Or 100 cap. Uh because oh, it's supposed to be outside. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the people that were there were were DMing me being like this is so lit. <laughs> uh, anyway, the uh knocked loose I know has been filling rooms 
for what two years of big rooms it's pretty awesome three years now because we just oh, dude, when we had them on the podcast yeah. they did fucking like 2300 kids at the palladium yes yeah, okay so, so that's, that's like four solid years it, so that's i mean i don't know then i, I i'm at a loss I, I, hold on let me let me text some industry insiders while you while you talk for a second yeah i mean put it this way they sold out two nights at the at the metro yep that have, have will have happened once this is out yep um one night is literally the tour. Is one step closer on that tour, Bob? No, they're just doing a few shows. Because uh, awesome. they're I on their way out to uh, Terror Drain Tour. Terror Drain oh, that's Terror right. Tour. That's a great fucking tour, too. There's so yep. many good tours going on. It's popping. Um, yeah. That, I mean, great like package tours that it's usually, you know. Usually there's to, a couple couple misses, and we're seeing some really yeah. cool stuff to come together. So, yeah. And I don't necessarily love package tours, only reason being, it's kind of like it almost it, very often, especially during like weeknights, mm-hmm. precludes you from getting a bunch and you know any locals, which which to me is always uh, a shame. Which maybe let's <laughs> right. put a pin in that. I, I have a, a hit to talk about on that. So. Okay, but I think yeah. I mean, so the the first night is incendiary karma Lurk, mh chaos. Oh yeah, mh chaos and lurk. Yeah, right. And and, and incendiary inclination. Oh, that's right. That's right. And and. Uh, and Locked Loose. And then the second night is Locked Loose, Gate Creeper, Karma, Magnitude, one step closer. Right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. I believe that's right. it. Yep. Did I say Karma? I did, right? You did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, and they, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, they sold out the one night, like the tour night, they had sold out like without any support being it. Oh, and I think yeah. They sold out the first one and then like sold out most of the second one before they even were like, before oh, by the way, Incendiary's out. playing. Yeah, 100%. And I was like, what the fuck? Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm psyched to hear from Incendiary and see how those shows went. I mean, so, went. so to me, this is a good question is who's a bigger band right now, Turnstile or Knocked Loose? They're very close. It's closer than people would give them credit for. I think so. I think Knocked Loose probably fills rooms in markets that Turnstile maybe doesn't permeate. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. If, if like, I could, please. I think I think that that's what we might see change. Uh, yes. This uh, this album. That's what uh, I'm thinking. I so I just text somebody who will have a small bias, but but will know. And uh, we'll see if they get back or if they try to keep this close to their vest. But uh, I'm curious what changes for Turnstile. So, so let's just talk about it. Turnstile. Well, I did want to let you know. Sure. I hit up somebody too, Mike Lawson. He said, <laughs> Turnstile's trajectory is completely derailed when people just think it's funny to shit at their sh- shows now. I disagree. I think this adds to it. Everybody's is, pooping at their shows, and it's like, no, like no, just no, no. shit is, all over the floor. No, I mean, maybe no. it's one of those things. It's like you, it's like you ever go see a movie, and you really have to pee, but you're like, yo, this movie's so good, I can't leave. Right. Maybe the show is like, this is just incredible. I'm just gonna have to go here. New turnstile, new turnstile album, 2023, shit house rock. <laughs> uh, Back suffice to, to say, turnstile is is winning the optics game of 2021 handedly. Of course. I mean, they have a huge rollout, a, a huge record. Everybody feels great about it. And Everyone is allowed to like them. Yes. Yeah. And as we've talked about, people want them to win. I had people text me and go, yo, Pitchfork came around. Now, everybody, <laughs> right. for the record, Pitchfork doesn't come around or not come around. It's just, it's to get you to reach it. They'll, they'll pan the next one just to keep you reading. You know I mean? It's, it's, it's like, how do we, it's a click based platform. Don't, put any faith yeah. in anything but 
Uh, but although Pitchfork, I know from experience, uh, it's still like clue, clueless as fuck uh, 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 festival promoters still will look at it. You know what I mean? So, okay. I mean, it helps. Look at their fest. What's that? There's band. Look at their festivals. That you're like, who's headlining? Yeah. Yeah. Just because they probably got like a fucking 8.7 in Pitchfork. Pitchfork. And it still matters to a lot. To, to oh, particularly of course. That's what I'm saying. Like th- those type of bookers. But you know, Solange was a thing. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, Remember? I mean, she was like a fucking headliner. Yes. Yep. And, and people, like people talked about her a lot. Right. And I mean, I was mostly the Pitchfork crowd more than like Beyonce runoff. Um, oh. Okay. So Tom, you there? So, yeah, I'm here. Okay. So drop Knocked second. Loose is worth 1,000 to 2,000 tickets everywhere. Um, everywhere. That's, that's, that's wild. really difficult to argue with. Now, here's the question. And everybody, by the way, this is for fucking fun. You understand? Uh, it's th- not a competition. Yeah. Would love Respect for bo- to both bands. Would love for both of these bands to be, uh, you know, you two and f- <laughs> who else was huge at the same time as you two? Uh, so it is. Uh, uh, okay. Here's what I'm getting from people that are real industry people. We've got from one. Uh Knock Loose is 1,000, 2,000 tickets everywhere. Everywhere. Somebody else who knows would s- just said, Knock Loose for sure. And then follow up from the first person who says, Turnstile is worth pretty much exactly that, like same, in all major cities. So this might major. go... Major. This, right. This might go back to what Bob was saying. Or, or who said it? One of you said... No, Bob said it. So, like Cincinnati, fucking knock loose could probably do two thousand people, or Where, Toledo. Whereas Turnstile might not be there just yet. And right, right. So, but I think this record is what pushes them. I think, I mean, yo, know, it looks like they're. They, uh, we've seen some of their touring stuff already out there. They're trying to build out a little bit, um, and that's that's going to be for a band of their size. Yeah, they can draw two two grand, two thousand people in L.A. or New York. You know, yo. Um, can we can we just I know we did this like three times. Can we just give a shout out to Knock Loose? That's a lot of human beings. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> so the next, the next step is figuring out how to draw half that in you know, Little Rock or Kansas wonder, City yeah. or I Denver. If that, you know? fest, that tour they're doing now may actually be, you know, part of that. I don't know, like they're playing some places that are a little bit kind of far like I mean, they're playing like a Probably has eight thousand cap in like Boise. Fuck, mm. you know, like, and I mean, their show. I was like, oh, you know what? I'd really like to go see them. And uh, they're playing outdoors in October. Yeah, I was like, man, I would go see that. Like, you know, my buddy's running the show. I'm like, I'll see. You know, let me go look. Tickets sold out already. Seven thousand cap gone already. <laughs> so it's like, oh, well, I'm gonna have to call in a favor if I want to see Turnstile yeah. and Chief Keef. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, and also, I mean, that also says a lot about like, like Suicide Boys were like the headliner on that thing or like either shows our age or, you know, or just some something's happening like that. That band's a headliner at like small amphitheaters. And I couldn't name a song. I mean that—that's everybody for me right now. Fact. There, there, there's a there's a lot of 
a, a lot of performers that I'm obviously just aged out of whatever the demo is, you know? I mean, we think it turns out like, oh, this is like the biggest band in the world. It's like, oh, well, they're fourth down from fucking Suicide Boys. Sure. Oh, like, well, you know, I mean, but- it, it, listen, for perspective, like if you looked at Suicide Boys Spotify, I'm sure it would boggle all of our fucking minds. Um, it, it, I mean, for example, uh, forget Kanye West. I was looking at some of these low, lower tier, like the, the pops, the pop sensations <laughs> that are that are not quite going, you know, like that are like. Little Tekka, for example, I've watched multiple fucking videos of this rapper, Little Tekka, doing like, oh, what do we think of his first week projections? And it's 35,000 sold first week. That's lit. Lit as hell. I can't imagine. And that's being well, called. Well, you'll find out. That's be, nah, that's, that, here's my point. That's being called a failure. And to me, the fact that guitar music can't remotely touch that that I would have to be in five finger death punch to come close is all right. So real quick, pretty uh, crazy without looking guys. Guess the, guess the monthly listeners for suicide boys on Spotify. Just guess 2.7 million. Okay. I was going to say the exact same thing. 7.8 million. Jesus. Like their top tracks are all in the 200 million list listens. Like, yeah. Yes. Mind blown. So yeah. we we will acknowledge. Here's the thing: we're a hardcore centric podcast. Our conversation is always hardcore centric. So most of the time, it's like, yeah, like yo, Turnstile feels like they could take over the world. Yo, there's a part of me that really thinks they could be bigger than a lot of bands who've come from the hardcore world. But I also have to acknowledge, like, yo, it's pretty hard to fill MetLife Stadium. Seventy thousand people is a lot of people. Oh yes. Dude, getting to yeah. one tenth of that is incredible and amazing and uh you buy houses off that money let alone filling the 70,000 capacities so uh so you know grain of salt all that talk um incredible that knock loose does what they do um you they know work very fucking hard yo honestly uh and we've touched on it we've reiterated it Respect on their name, because even if you don't like the music that they do, those dudes really rep for hardcore, put it on, and have worked hard from the We Play Basements level up. That's yeah. I mean, wild. Let's, I mean, let's be fucking dead, dead honest. You know, they don't need to be out on tour, say, you know, with magnitude and one step closer. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, and this is, I mean, I love both bands. I did both bands are incredible. But, I mean, they're looking out for fucking hardcore. They could be, the, you know, second of three on, you know, Parkway Drive Tours and fucking arenas for the rest oh, of the Oh, they could career. exclusively be They don't need that to route. fucking right. do any of that. But, like, they're doing, like, they're playing, like, La Poisson Rouge in, in New York. And they're playing, like, uh, Music Hall Williamsburg, which are, like, probably, you know, five, six hundred cap. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, La Poison Rouge doesn't have a fucking barricade. It's going to be fucking bonkers. Mm-hmm. But, like, they don't necessarily need, you know, like, they could go out with fucking Gojira. Like, they're, I think they are. or they're Yeah, they are. Or, and, you know, that's, that's the beauty of it is that they can go out with Gojira and they're going to. And then they also get to do the shit do they want to do. Right. Yeah. It's fucking I love cool. It. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, same thing with Turnstile. I mean, let's mm-hmm. be realistic. Fucking Turnstile had ne- never ending game. 
on the California run. Oh, I mean, I think I mean, yo, I'll be very honest. No inside baseball. I'm fairly certain Turnstile had a heavy hand in every band who played their shows playing. Oh, like no which doubt. is doing it on their own terms. Like, yo, I got I got to give credit. I think both of you guys do it for the most part with the shows you play. Not me. Yeah. Well, Drug Church, you do a lot. I mean, this recent one less so, but like you don't do stuff that you don't really want to do or that you don't collectively go, yeah, we should do this. You know what I mean? Do you disagree? Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Uh, well, I mean, what, how, how inside do you want me to get here? I mean, don't get yourself, don't get your bandmates mad at you. Well, they're always mad at me. I don't care about okay, that. Okay, that's fine. Um, okay. I mean, don't, don't be hard. You can, you can disprove the point if you like. No, it's, listen, I was giving you, I, I would say I give you, I, I think the way both of you handle stuff with your band is you think about it and think about your relation to the thing. And if it feels like it would be consistent with the way you want to do things to do it. And, you know, frequently, I mean, there's been opportunities both of you have passed up with your bands through time where you go, oh, that probably, we could have made more money if we had done that, you know, and you didn't do it because you chose not to because it didn't fit with what you wanted to do. Yes, although I will say that I I say yes to virtually everything. Um, there was a, a tour that is a really wild tour, actually, I'm not, if I haven't talked to you guys about it off mic, I will, uh, that I would have played in a heartbeat. And the rest of my band said, that's like, that's too much heavy that to the point that it's like, it, it blots us out. It doesn't make us stand out anymore. It blots us out. But I, but I would have done that in a heartbeat. I'll say yes to virtually anything. Um, drug charge of your tour. Uh, it was, it was drug church and, and, one band that we've talked about uh, a bit on here that it's kind of like I don't even know what tuning they play in. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't tell you. You do like an Albany tour with a Casey Strain. Uh, we have played with a Casey Strain. I listen. Uh, I'll play with a Casey Strain anytime. Dude. Shout out to a Casey Strain. I know I said this when we pumped the record uh, through Close Casket. Uh, they they put on Drug Church when we weren't shit. You know what I mean? So thank you for uh, uh, asking us to play. You know, um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, my first pick for uh, for the drug church headliner was uh, was Drain, but I got uh, I got voted down because uh, there was another band that everybody wanted that was stage dive heavy as well that mm. that makes it so that might have been too much core, you know what I mean? So so I got voted down on that one even though everybody really likes everybody really likes drain but uh we already had our stage dive band i i personally want every moment of a drug church show to be stage dives and i don't know if that's really um sustainable but it's that's my preference so no disrespect to the bands that were going that we're going out with at least one band in 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 uh, the spring that is not stage dive I I probably didn't lobby for you, but I eventually I did agree. So obviously I don't got any problem with you. But I just, uh, uh, but I I like it's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> I mean I just want I, I, I mean I didn't we, vote for you, but I relented. Listen, I think that 
and you guys are going to disagree with this idea probably. And I've got to dis- I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit myself because obviously drug church does tours where we are supporting acts that are not stage dive acts. Right. But I, I just really think that the best a person can feel about a show is coming to a show where at three quarters of every set is human beings jumping on each other. That is the best a person can feel about their evening out. And I just would like to do that as often as possible. I mean, if I'm at a music event, that's what I want to be happening. Yeah, 100%. I mean, so, and I think that's probably because hardcore broke my brain. But I know. I, Tom's going to yeah. tell us, well, I, you know, I occasionally just like to vibe. I, I, like, you know, I like to stand in the back and watch uh, Ride. You know what I mean? Play. <laughs> I watched Ride because I got in for free. I don't even know what I heard. I, I, I'm still asleep. I'm still big, recovering. Yo, big, big Morrissey fan, Smiths, all that. Saw him in Austin and was like, yo, this is fine, but like, what if people were stage diving? You know what? Shout like out crowd to the, surfing. Shout out to the Santa Barbara kids who do stage dive for Morrissey. Always fun. That's cool. That's cool as shit. Yeah, the people that go up and try to rip a shirt and then stage dive back into the crowd. I think I've said this, but I went to the restaurant of a dude the other day. Uh, sh- sh- shout out to Dallin, but uh, opened a restaurant in... Uh, 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 Santa Santa Barbara. It's the one north of me, right? Rascals. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, everybody, check out Rascals Vegan Food. Uh, excellent. Uh, but uh, he's got like ten Morrissey shirts. <laughs> he's he's he treats those shits like a hardcore show. You know what I mean? So oh oh oh, belonging to Morrissey, not like oh yeah, oh, not merch. Oh, I think wow. you meant like concert merch. No no no. When Morrissey Damn. throws his shirt, this he is the dude it. that stage dives to get it. Wow. That's amazing. It's a very weird, like if people have not seen Morrissey, it's a very strange thing. I think he, if like, you YouTube Morrissey shirt, you'll see plenty of clips, right? Sure. He like walks off the stage and comes out with a shirt like that. You know, he was like, I don't give a shit about the shirt. It, it's hi- it's highly ritualistic. It's very. What weird. do you think Morrissey's rider is like? Is the shirt on the rider? Yes. No doubt. All right. All right. Let's like low cut boot cut jeans. Yep. Yeah, because that's right. he's that's always his got his fucking gut flaring. Okay, all right. Uh, Morrissey's alleged tour rider rider is surprisingly reasonable. Well, aside from the whole meat thing, eh, you know, uh, that's reasonable. Twenty sixteen. Yep. All right, let's see this thing. All right, d- 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 all right. I'm reading the whole menu. <laughs> so, Pat, did the Drug Church get an offer to play Morrissey's night at uh, Riot Fest or what? Uh, no, no. Um, did you get a spoken word offer or no? I don't think Riot Fest gave out. us an offer because uh, I would have wanted to take it if they did. Um, okay, so vegetarian you got food. Last minute, yeah. Vegetarian food. You guys know about this. Everybody, all the food in the venue, the whole thing, everything. Yeah, can't, no meat can be sold. The whole deal. So that's cool. Um, breakfast. Yep, super reasonable. Food, food's all super reasonable. Really easy going. He's got a it's pretty just, big group. It's just Sabra hummus. Yeah. Uh, cooler stage drinks. Cooler with forty-eight small bottles spring water to be placed at stage at thirteen at one p.m. Uh, Morsey's dr- dining room. The, here's where we get into it. Morsey dressing room. Kettle toaster. Two china plates. One china cup. One drinking glass. Knife, fork, okay. tablespoon, teaspoon. Metal, not plastic. Napkins. Eight Fiji waters, rice milk or oat milk. Okay. Kerrygold vegetarian cheddar cheese. Interesting. 
Kerrygold salted butter, mm-hmm. organic Kerrygold vanilla shred. strawberry yogurts, fresh orange juice, mucili and corn fl- or cornflakes, white or brown bread, packaged biscuits, McVites rich tea or similar plain biscuit, orange marmalade, fruit bowl, bananas, apples, oranges, pears, salted cashews, nuts, peanuts, packaged. Let me just say, the fruit fruit plate is a gamble. Absolutely. I would not I would almost always prefer no fruit plate. You just bring me apples that you can vouch for. Well, so that's what I would say. <laughs> I, I want to give him credit because it says fruit bowl and it lists bananas, apples, oranges, pears. Those are all pears are risky, but you hope those are all like bananas are wrapped, should be able to get them ripe. Apples, you should be able to get pretty good apples. Oranges mixed, pears mixed. But he didn't ask for fruit plate, aka like chopped up fruit from the supermarket that then yeah. sits for hours on refrigerator. Right. It's like soft by the time you eat it. It's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Ceylon tea bags, brown sugar, two bunches of nice flowers, no roses, two nice vanilla candles. Yo, come on, man. Then the band dressing room, we're less interested in that. All right. I mean, yo, this is pretty reasonable, man. This is like, this is, this is, yeah, this is all right. One thing I've always said, Morrissey, very reasonable. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what he says. Um, (laughs) Very reasonable measured takes on, on everything. (laughs) Uh, No chairs are allowed. Prohibited items. No chairs. Does he not let people sit down? I kind of like that. All right. All right. Um, So does he eat standing up? No backpacks. Oh, this is no backpacks or large bags. No iPads, selfie sticks or large signs. Okay. Is that for the venue or for him? I think for the venue. Venue. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. All right, this is pretty good. Go find his rider. It's fun to read this. It's normal. Those, yeah, when there was a time that you could like Google people's riders and be like, did you know? I think it's pretty that, good. When people learned about the Van Halen M&M thing. Oh, fantastic. I love it. And they were like, they're such rock stars. And it was like, well, it was actually to see how much you paid attention to the actual mm. like technical stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. Th- but at that point, Tom, like I think that that's a – the way that he said that and everything is very clever for everybody that doesn't know. Uh, 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 what's the fucker's name? Um, David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth. He maintains that the uh, the the M and M story of you know only separated M and M's. Yeah, right. It, only it, green no brown M and M's. Yeah, yeah. No brown. M&Ms. No green. Brown. I'm called brown. Green is the ones they wanted. Green's the horny ones. So. The idea, he says, is that it was never about the M&Ms or it was never about flexing. It was about your attention to detail because he wants to know that he can trust you with a thousand pound lighting rig over his head and pyrotechnics. Now, in principle, I agree with him, but that's still really weird. You know, like it's like, yeah, it's probably a better way to do that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like when somebody you're talking to somebody and okay, for example, I know a dude who talks so softly that you have to get close to him to hear him. And it feels like, what do you, are you trying to manipulate me right now? You know, like, are you, are you right? Right. He's like bringing you in. Yeah. Like, is this like a, I don't understand what you're doing. Power play. Right. And like, you know, maybe there's something to that. Maybe him moving you is how he exercises dominance of some type. Right. But I, that sort of shit where you're just like, like, don't I hate motherfuckers who think too much about everything. Don't think about how to manipulate me. Just ask me what the fuck you need and we'll try to figure it out. You know, does that make sense? No, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny. He, um, there was just an article about David Lee Roth because I guess he was supposed to be on as a big, like, 
80s hair metal tour happening. That's, yeah, I mean, they're playing like Fenway Park, like big places. It's like Motley Crue and fucking, uh, what was it? Motley Crue, Poison, somebody else. And David Lee Roth is supposed to open. And he turned it down because he told them, I don't open for bands that I've, that I've, um, that have, uh, I, that I've inspired. I, you know what? Respect to like, him. Ballsy. Yeah, but you know what, though? Then, I mean, he doesn't really need the money. But then I always think of, like, oh, Bad Religion open for, like, you know, Blink-182 and Rise Against. Hmm. But that's their career. I guess, like, Greg Raffin don't have DLR money. No, no probably not. No. Uh, are you guys ready for a different topic? <laughs> yeah, we. Yes. I had uh, – oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us a different topic. I got one for later. But go ahead. <clears throat> so, uh, listener Alan – I uh, heard us or, or heard me going on and on uh, about articles of faith. Mm. And he said, you know, the effigies are mm. that band for me, except they have hits. Right. So on my oh, travels, yeah. on my travels tomorrow, I'm going to d- do a, a long dive on the effigies. Uh, Haunted but because, because right, yeah. I think I only know, fly, eh, do I know? I think it's fly on a wire is the only one I know. No ink. The, Oh, that's uh, okay. Okay, remains so, non-viewable. Compiles like some of their older stuff. I think. Yeah, I think, the, town. I think the only one I know is Inc. But uh, at any rate, I uh, I was just looking at the records and I was like, oh, yeah, do I know any of these songs off the top of my head? And then I was like, God, what was it with hardcore bands needing to cover non-hardcore bands during this very early era? You know, like. Uh, on Fly on a Wire, uh, uh, the effigies cover a Joy Division song. Mm. I'm sure it's fine, but I hate a cover on your LP. I've decided I hate it. Get your co- get, it's, it's an L- It's your moment. Get this other fucking track off of here. I don't need this. What are your feelings, gentlemen? Um, <laughs> I think that covers can be well done. They can become a part of your canon. I don't disagree about it on your LP, uh, but you know, for example, one two X U, obviously not a Minor Threat song. It's a Wire song, right? Is it even a Wire song, or was it a Wire cover? No, it's Wire. Okay, I, that, that's right. Um, Warriors, not a Judge song, you know. Um, the fucking Red Sea cover ceremony. That's right. So, so like these songs could, could do um and uh crucified you know what i mean so like covers yeah, I mean, become of part of your canon but uh, but your point about your lp being your moment <laughs> uh, maybe i'm being dramatic because certainly well certainly maybe lps have taken on more of a stature I, maybe but i don't think so I, th- I think they were always a big deal i mean i think they were always a big deal um and so yes i, I tend to agree with it being your moment but if you can cover a song and you make it your own in the way that some of the things we're talking about did. Yes. When you listen to Warriors and compare it to the original, the Cockney Rejects song, it's not... Is it Cockney Rejects? Mm-hmm. Um, no, Blitz, 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 Blitz. Blitz. Fucking idiot. Um, when you hear those two versions, they're really different. There's no Warriors on the Judge version. Uh, okay. When you listen to Crucified, the AF version is just better. 1-2-X, the Minor Threat version, just straight up, I think it's just better. I've been I've been listening to Wire a lot recently, and when it gets to one two X, I'm like, Ugh. the the minor threat version I think is just better. Um, 
it just has more personality with the same song. So if you're ever going to do a cover, you have to you have to bring something to the table on it, or what you're doing, in my opinion. Especially when you record it, if you're just playing it, fuck it, have fun. But if you're recording it, you better bring something to the table. Tom. No, I mean I agree with that. Yeah, I think it's weird. I do love good cover, but I, I tend to agree. But I think of you know I think of Lifetime covering Husker Du on Hello Bastards fits perfectly on there. It does. Like you wouldn't know it wasn't a Lifetime song, honestly. Right into the flow. Yep. Um, but I mean, if you think of like I don't know, that's not a big the biggest Lifetime song, but like Ceremony covering Red Sea, like that's probably top five of their biggest songs easily. Who, Sarah? No, you mean Red Sea. I mean, that's probably number one for Red yeah, Sea, it's, but it's probably top five for Ceremony. Oh, interesting. I don't. That song gets a gigantic fucking reaction. Oh, in live reaction, you're not wrong. Okay, live reaction, sure. That, that song booms, and it wasn't because it's not like when a band pulls out a minor threat cover. Not you know? at all. Right, right. They got more people into Red Sea than. 100%, yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think it is like, it's like. It seems like a crutch. It's a crutch when you play live and you do a cover. I think it's even more of a crutch when you have like your oh. first LP. Like you have your whole life to fucking write a record. Oh, you, you know, know what? You don't have twelve songs. Yo, that's a that's good how point. I feel. I think I think it can be a mark of good craftsmanship if you can lifetime style weave a cover into your LP that feels natural and is doing your own thing, and it doesn't feel awkward or just taped on. Like it goes into the right. Flow. Like if we were doing a fucking LP, and I was like, and then here's start today, like motherfucker, <laughs> like it's like you know in nineteen well nineteen ninety five was Hell Bastards, yeah, yeah. I mean that Who's Could Do song was probably like not even ten years old. No, now did they? And it's not a big one. No, did they? No, did they expose people to Who's Could Do? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, is Who's Could Do bigger than Lifetime? Big picture, yes. But but in the moment and the way these things go, you know, like, hey, shout out to the people who've hit us, who have been checking out some of the stuff we've talked about recently. Like, it's a little bit mind-blowing that the three of us have gotten people to check out the Buzzcocks and ja- the Jam. You know what I mean? Like, like that's pretty wild because those bands are certainly a lot bigger than Axe to Grind. But yeah, you, realize, you realize context matters, you know? Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I think if you can do it well and weave it in, really cool. Uh, I Warrior like Warriors. I like when people put them on splits and seven inches and EPs. You know, like Pat, I think you you've done some good covers, recorded pretty I good. Enjoy a cover too. Yeah, I think they're pretty good. I don't. I can't. I honestly can't think of a cover that self defense is recorded that's bad. Oh, I would say that, I would say our talking heads cover is probably objectively bad. Um, oh. I, I mean, uh, consider the source, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't... I don't uh, like talking heads. You don't like talking sorry. heads? No. Really? You may ask yourself, like, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. I had a, a, yo, I had a recent conversation with a homie about this, and he just was like, yo, the whole David Byrne thing, he's like, I just can't get past it. He's like, And I was like, yo, I get it. Hey, look, there's no equipment on stage as we play these fucking songs. It's, it's just not for me. <sighs> yo. I don't, you know what? I feel like that era of New York missed me completely it missed most of our generation like i'm not going back to television i'm not going back to any of that shit uh, like blondie television you should i think you would you would have an affinity for television but uh certainly like dead boys too but new york dolls all that all that shit is very lost on on us and anybody 
Certainly anybody younger than Well, us. you know, because I think they were... And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. One, there was an air of them that was like, uh, this, this is the stuff that, that looked down, sneered on the shit that I love. Yeah, but they were ubiquitous. And then they were a vehicle for people who were getting out of hardcore and getting, like, move, yeah. moving out of hardcore in a, like, nah, what... Agnostic Front, that shit's stupid. I only like the Dead Boys now. Nah, I only like tell. I only like you know pre seventy seven New York material. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, th- yeah. No, I mean I think that's true though because I think I mean I've always had a chip on my shoulder for like our my kind of <laughs> forefathers and stuff yeah, to yeah. kind of be like, yeah, Yo, you do a fucking article on CBs or like a movie or yeah. whatever. It's like AF is CBGBs, but like it's always like well actually. 1979. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like it could be the fucking Ramones yeah, and the yeah, AF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like it's it, it became like I mean how like Talking Heads and all those bands. And it's like how how long were Talking Heads small enough to play CBGB? Not long. And and I mean they also were doing all these like downtown collection shows. Like they were playing right. these art so galleries saying, down like, in Tribeca. It's and- fucking Murphy's Law and AF and stuff. But like to see those bands that were so important and kept CBGB's lights on. Yeah didn't get any of the credit which i so i was kind of like fuck these you know so that might actually you know what honestly too you're right because this is the uh this is a phenomenon of our age group and people who were there like 90s burn um if you were in the 90s and you were in a hardcore the the mainstream media coverage of punk and hardcore went yeah so there was like the ramones and stuff and then like there were some little bands and like california there was punk bands like black flag and then nirvana in 1992 you know what i mean like, right, right, like right, right. it skipped over the 80s <laughs> and right bands that that every canonical like yeah. hardcore band so if you're a hardcore kid in 1996 7 8 9 you're like wait what all the bands that mattered to either all the bands i love now or or you know were inspired all the bands i love like those bands don't matter at all. Like there was a lot of burn from that. And you're right. Every single one of the like mid seventies, New York proto punk bands were getting a lot of, a lot of play when no one, no one would utter the word agnostic front. Right. And I thought that was horseshit because all those bands kept the lights on, man. Every Sunday. Can I hardcore kept that place open? No question. Talk about, uh, one, two, I, I think I like five Talking Heads records. Oh, I I love a lot of Talking Heads. I'm like there, looking at them. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. More, yeah, going more to the songs, on Fear of Music, Remain in Light, Speaking in Tongues. Speaking in Tongues um, is such a hit. More songs, yeah. Uh, Fear of Music. You guys split into PSL? Um, I think Thomas True Mike Stories Mike. might be Thomas where Mike. I bounce out, but to Most be honest. Most people do. Yeah, like it, True Stories, nah. True Stories is the first one I heard. Hey, this is Mike Wiebe, and I'm the singer in a band called The Riverboat Gamblers. And I'm Zach Blair. I play guitar in a band called Rise Against. Mike and I also have a band called The Draculas, and we also have this great, amazing new podcast called Zach and Mike Make Three. 
Yeah, each week we're going to ask ourselves and we're going to ask our guests what three favorite things they are into at that moment or in their entire lives. And then we're either going to agree with them or we're going to make fun of them. And uh, you're going to listen to it and you're going to like it or we will make fun of you. How about that? I just flipped it on you, the person listening to this right now. But we're going to do it every week here on the Sound Talent Network. Once again, it's called Zach and Mike Make Three. Yeah. <laughs> And you may ask yourself, put a jacket on that fits. Yeah. So with uh, shoulders Bob, like that, though, you know what I mean. Bob, uh, I Wild Wildlife was the was the single from True Stories, which was like th- that. That honestly could have been like a very early memory for you because it played on uh, MTV all the time. So this, like, uh, I, I, I remember. My dad that. owned it on vinyl. There you go. True Stories, because because uh, the warehouse that his co- the com- coffee company he worked at in Latham had a record distributor so there was all, that's why like big black songs about fucking uh lived in my basement so it was like uh, my dad's just like wasn't a big sst head he just thought that was a funny record so he took it it's a good reason uh good record anyway if i remember we talked the last episode about uh covering sublime and how it's not it's not easy in 2021 uh because lyrically it's it's rough yes uh, so that conversation kept going with people throwing out ideas that, you know, eventually we ended up, uh, for people that didn't listen to the last episode, drug church, uh, was asked to do a cover or whatever. And we ended up like, okay, well, if we're not doing something to make money and blah, 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 what would everybody want to cover? That's just like a fun classic punk song. And all the, this is no exaggeration. All the ones people wanted to do had lyrics that I can't sing. So, <laughs> That era, when we talk about kind of, uh, has there been a chilling effect? Have we kind of like stopped saying things, whatever? Like, yo, uh, Holiday in Cambodia has a word I can't say. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Los Angeles uh, mm-hmm. has three words I can't say. Uh, and actually two. I, I could get away with the other two. Uh, it, 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 there's, there's four total that are not going to fly. Yep. Uh, but, yep. But yep. I, I, I could get away with two. Um, and uh, you sure you didn't get away with any of them? I could get away. I could get away with yeah. I, I, I people because people don't know Los Angeles about. two of four for sure. Three of four. Mm, mm. That fourth one's <laughs> the definitely a no. Reissue took out the bad brains reissue took out the lyrics that don't pull bubbles. Uh, oh really? Okay. Listen, it's now an instrumental. So like oh, took out the yeah. vocals. Yes. That's crazy. Wow. Wow. So, you know, maybe, maybe you think twice. Although I did see Eric sing a Mighty Mighty Boston song mm-hmm. at the worst karaoke I've ever seen in my life. What? Um, I, thought, I thought it was singer. fun. I'm going to say it looked fun to me. I think Tom was a more the exciting professional life singer than was me. the worst singer. Mm. Oh, that's a fact. I'm not no, going to argue no that. There's no doubt about yeah. that. No doubt about that. That was um, just, you didn't even get the, the, the words right. And they were in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's probably true. I never get my own words right. Uh, also, uh, uh, fear. Uh, I love living in the city. Right? Oh yeah. There's, There's a couple in that one. The the the, the line that I, that I could technically say, but nobody wants. Nobody really wants it. Like so, th- that X song has a word that just is is just like, a no go. I would have to be at the highest level of people understanding the point of the song. You know what I mean? Like and I have, I would have to be like, I would have to occupy a space where people go, Oh yeah. Well, obviously that's that there's, 
that's tied to the, they'd have to be smart. You know what I mean? And I'm just not getting that, but the, the, the fear song, do you, Bob, are you looking at the lyrics? I know the lyrics. That, yeah. I love living in the city. Yes. <laughs> Which, what, just, what are you getting? The, uh, the last line of the first verse. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tom, just, um, cockroaches on the walls, crabs crawling, uh, crawling on my balls. Oh, but I'm so clean cut. I just want to fuck some. Yeah, Yeah, you got it. So pejorative. Here's the thing. That's just a very fun punk song. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really like, I mean, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are kind of like, uh, probably look at it the same way they look at the sex pistols, you know, Uh, maybe it's a little risible. It's, it's not something that they take very seriously and you're not supposed to really, but the, it's a good punk song and I I was kind of excited to cover it, but I can't bring myself to change words unless it's clever and for a reason. Otherwise I would feel like I was disrespecting somebody. Uh, but I don't know if I can yell. (laughs) All right. My two suggestions. (laughs) I just want to fuck some sluts. My two suggestions. Stay with fear. Do let's have a war. Really fun song. That's a good, that's a fun song. Really fun song. Uh, and no, no, well, no, even the even the line "Give guns to the queers." I think everyone's with that. Um, yeah, that pro- that that takes on new meaning in 2021. That's fun. Fuck yeah! I think I think fearless. I have war. war think, take that into consideration. Then I'm telling you to go for the cash grab. Yeah, you need the sinks, bro. No one's looking for a fear cover. Randy Newman, I love L.A. Uh, Eric in and I New York listened City. to it. We listened to it a bunch the other day. It's so uh, good. The, the music video, because Eric came in and he's like, you know, they paid him to do that, the city of LA. And uh, I said, no, I did not know that. And then he said, it's kind of, they didn't get their money's worth. The song is like, they wanted oh. something like, they wa- hold on, we'll get to it. Oh. He said, they wanted something to rival New York, New York, but instead they got this like really corny song. And I said, fuck you. Thank I you. Said, oh, I said, fuck you. you. I said, it smokes New York, New York. Yes. We're Tom. waiting for you, Tom. No, it does not. Oh my God! <laughs> New York, New York, is, I love New York, LA. New York is dusty. Give me that Randy Newman Dude, fucking freshness. Yo. Give me Empire State of Mind. Oh. Okay, yo, here's the thing: the moment Staples Center, Lakers playing, they win. Oh. They jam Randy Newman. I love L.A. and it's like Bob's walking out with his like yellow starred yo, uh, satin jacket. So, uh, leaving, I mean, the Lakers eventually lost the series, but leaving Lakers Celtics game. I think it was game three. Uh, they lost the series in 2008. Um, they they won, so it's Kobe Lakers, and they jammed that. Holy shit. The building was electric. Ele- top top three sports moments I've I've experienced in real life. That's I cool. can, yeah, I can see that. It's a fun song. <sighs> it's a fun song. And, you know, uh, New York, New York's a fun song, too, but, but man. Yeah, I mean, if you think Randy, New- Randy Newman is... is- would tell you himself that Sinatra is better than him. You know, nobody I think, ever I think, I think Sinatra would be fun singing this song. Can we find a cover of him singing I Love L.A.? I don't think Sinatra would... Nobody's ever called Sinatra clever. Randy Newman is fucking... It, it, I want you guys to think about a thing. Randy Newman, on basically every song he ever wrote, does an, a remarkable thing. He's clever and dumb as shit at the same time. Dumb as shit. That's not easy, man. Look at that That's... mountain. Look at those trees. Look at that bum over there, man. He's down on his knees. Look at these women. 
There ain't nothing like them nowhere. nowhere. Holy it, it, shit. It, it's dumb as fuck. From the also, South Bay to the Valley. Clever. Holy shit. Uh, he, he's got those. He's got those. Uh, what's the Toy Story? Uh, what's the company who makes Toy Story? Pixar. He's got that Pixar. Pixar. He's got those Pixar sinks. Well, I'm saying a drum church covering I Love LA, you can get at least two or three like bad movie sinks on that. But Oh, absolutely. Bad. If you don't fucking cover, kind of, well, sort of. Bob, would you please read the first actual verse of I Love LA? Hate New York City. It's cold and it's damp. Okay, that's, the that, I consider that the, that I consider okay, that the, the intro. Oh, rolling down the Imperial Highway with a big yes. nasty redhead at my side. What is the big wind. nasty redhead? Is he referring to a woman? Well, yes. I assume because that's what's yes. in the music video. That's but, correct. I was going to say but, it's in the music video. But <laughs> It's literal. If, if there's no, That's the thing. If, if that's literal, which I, again, the music video suggests it is, big nasty? <laughs> like, He's saying that in a nice way. I'm sure, but it's, it's like when bad means good, you know? Big nasty. Pat, you should try that with your girlfriend tomorrow and be like, what's going on, you big nasty? That's what I'm saying. Girl. I've never known that that's, to fly. I don't know if that's really flying. You know what? I don't know. Randy Newman is uh, probably does better with women than I ever have in my life, so I, maybe I I'll defer yeah, to him. Have seen him in the face? Yeah, yeah he's got to have charm, though, too. And we are born to ride. Man, he's so good. He's so he's good. So good. All right, hold um, on. So Let's those are my back. two suggestions. Uh, Let's have I'll a war by it. fear or I love Ally by Randy Newman. Fucking hopefully. Yo, so there were no breakfast potatoes. Yeah, I got, I got, I got in a mood. Fucking nothing works, bro. You didn't even reply to that great buzz on you. I know. Uh, I was fucking in a state. I was, uh, I was, I before I left the house, I said, "Hey, Eric, I want you to check the uh, Citizen app. There might be, there might be like an explosion. Like, so, uh, there might be something going on." And he's like, shit, what's happening? And I said, if this motherfucking Whole Foods does not have my breakfast potatoes at 9 a.m., which is still breakfast, still I'm going to lose my fucking mind. You're going to the hot bar. And nothing works. Nothing works. That's how I felt. Um, <laughs> one last thing. Oh, I got a hot. Yeah, go. One more. Give it to us. Hit us. I, this, is, this is very up Pat's alley in several, several ways. Three-band show. Cool. As a former. No, well, yeah, I mean. Three band shows, you, you barely show up for the last one. Um, as a former dog walker, as a resident of West Hollywood, mm. what is your take on the Lady Gaga horse uh, horse work? You got me thinking about a fucking horse track, <laughs> horse dewormer. Um, dog walker saga. Have you followed this at all? Yeah, so he got shot. That happened. We, uh, we probably cut- Right. On a ring fo- ring camera where he's yelling like Will Ferrell like, I've badly broken my leg. He's like literally like being his own narrator. I, I respect that a lot. That's how I hope to go. He's like, I've been shot in the chest. I am bleeding out from my left ventricle. He was like going through the whole thing. So when the dogs were missing, Miss Gaga put up a $500,000 um, a reward for their return, mm-hmm. right? So they end up catching the people who did it. They so this woman's like, "Hey, I found these two dogs tied up, bringing them back to the precinct. What about that money?" It ends up being that she was like somebody's. She was married to one of the people who stole the dogs. Yeah, that, it doesn't shock me. So five hundred grand, whatever, whatever. Um, she doesn't get it. She gets arrested, obviously. So now the the dog walker is recuperating and has to leave California because he has to move back to New York. 
is doing a GoFundMe for forty thousand dollars. Right. It's been up for like a decent amount of time, and he's at forty five hundred dollars. Oof. Gaga has not publicly given him any money or made any statement about it. Do you think there's something more to it? Yeah. Or like that she like dro- she dropped like two hundred fifty thousand to him, and like he like burned through it on like special K. Yes, things. I think that that's likely. Or Gaga is just not really about contract workers. You know, she she's uh, she thinks that they fall outside of uh, kind of the Gaga family. But I mean, like for her, that's like that's like a bad merch. Oh, see, this is Tom. You did this with the shit the other week. What, what were we talking about? Uh, the, the the scammer from fucking the Nevermind cover. Nirvana, yeah. But I mean, this guy got shot in the chest for your dumb dogs. Listen. <laughs> uh, Pat, if this was you, you're on the Upper West Side fucking walking a fucking cockapoo. Mm-hmm. Some dude draws on you and fucking shoots you in your fucking vocal cords. Yes. And you're out and you're like, you know, I need singing lessons, whatever the fuck, to, to get back to touring shape. I probably, I probably say now I can get into finance. Thank you, sir. And like Billy Joel or whatever won't give you the $25,000 you need. When you feel like, hey man, like I took a shot to the fucking to the money maker. No. For for your dog. Uh this is where the last of our listeners who like me as a person just peel off <laughs> and no longer like so me. So we're counting down from five. Yeah. Cool. Um no, I, I do not um I I I'm big on like worker dignity and I think that there is like workers rights are essential. Uh, I have a very different view of what those are. Uh, And I do not think that anybody owes me anything outside of what I have advocated for within contract. So if there's something in my contract that says, if I'm shot in my face and throat, that this falls on you, Billy Joel, then I will hold him to the letter of the law. But I do not expect him, nor would I be, I, I might be a touch disappointed, <laughs> but, but I don't think yeah, I would. But that's not a contract. Or, yeah. I, I, I'm just, I really feel, uh, maybe they won't hate me after this. I really feel that, that uh, workers' rights advocacy comes at the contract stage and it is holding people to contracts. And I don't think that outside of that, that I think outside of that, everything is elective and everything is kind of like, how do we buy somebody off? Because most of the times that's just corporations trying to buy somebody off. Like, uh, we don't want this. Most um, of the times it's just the corporations trying to buy someone off. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if it was like an inside job and like, and she knows that and she does. Yeah. I mean, that's very, but she's not trying to blow the dude's fucking spot yeah. up. But I mean, like the guy got shot. I mean, maybe he was like, you know, make it a flight. I mean, I've seen the end of scream. It's like a flesh wound kind of thing. I mean, he didn't die. I mean, look, if you're shot, I think he was shot in the abdomen twice or something, right? That's pretty serious. Yeah, I mean, maybe he was shot by like a med, like a med student and knew where it is. <laughs> wow, you, you, Tom, you need to start getting in those courtrooms, my guy. Your lawyer training is good. <laughs> you are fucking. <laughs> but I mean, I think lady. I mean, maybe it's her own public perception, but I think you know, I, I tend to think Gaga's a pretty down to earth. Regular, you know, nice Italian girl from from New York. I'm not buying that. Although her name, although she probably, you know, like, dude, what's what's, you know, for, he needed like he wanted to buy a van so he could drive around the country. I have I have a one degree of separation from Lady Gaga, and uh, two degrees, two degrees, and uh, that person sings her praises uh, because 
she she was an early inspiration of Lady Gaga, who has now been put on by Lady Gaga as a full time employee, because she, Lady Gaga obviously is a million times bigger than than this woman. But this woman inspired Lady Gaga, and now full time employee. She's like paying it forward. Oh uh, yeah, and so actually, I will say that that's like speaks highly of Lady Gaga. But that wasn't in the contract. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, yo, when when do we just call Frank and tell on Patrick? Just for tell what? Him what do I do dad. now? I think we just call his parents and just like, yo, you guys gotta like, you gotta go reprimand Patrick. He's been bad. He's just being pa- fucking Patrick's bad being out contrary here. on Maine. He's being he's being you're bad out here. You know that him. moment when you're like, man, this is this is enough internet for the day. This is enough Patrick. We're gonna call <laughs> calling Frank and Rusty. Stop paying. Hey, Frank and Rusty, stop paying for Pat's email, internet. He's gonna need a break. We're, we're gonna call. We're telling your parents on you. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>